0: Hello, welcome to the Exactly Similar podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and today is the first episode, so it's going to be pretty loose, and definitely we're going to figure out the kinks here, but definitely we have a few topics we want to talk about. So, this podcast, I really want to make it about stuff I like. So, like movies, TV shows, sports, news, really whatever, really whatever I like talking about, whatever I feel like talking about that day, it's probably what's going to be covered here. But there's one topic I really want to start this podcast off with, and that's the capital. Because I was there, um, and I see a lot of people accounting for this, and it's pretty wrong. I mean, I was there, I saw all my own two eyes, and a lot of people got a lot of stuff wrong, both left and right. And I definitely, definitely want to touch on what I saw there. Alright, so why I was there actually was a pretty funny thing. I was personally going to try and vlog the whole thing, try and make that like one of the first YouTube videos that go up on the channel. But for obvious reasons, I had to stop. And it was very, very, very interesting. But mainly, I took a lot of sh- I took a lot of video of me going down there just talking, just saying what I saw around. And <laughs> um, it just wasn't the right fit for the channel definitely to start off with a video of a bunch of idiots just deciding to overthrow the government. So I decided to stop recording because that probably isn't a good start. It's probably some bad luck honestly. But <laughs> the funny thing is I voted for the guy and I was down there, you know, I have a red MAGA hat. I I have my Reagan Bush little crew neck on, but you know, I wasn't out down there throwing a fit. I was one of the early people that realized when he lost he lost, I mean, on November 7th, the media called it for him, and personally, I thought that if he tries to overthrow, or overdo this, and he actually wins, then the media was going to turn into Emperor Trump just invented a new law that makes him president forever, like Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars or something. So I really thought that for everything to go smoothly, he kind of had to lose And that's a shame to me, it really is. A lot of people would probably give me crap for saying that, but if it went the other way, I think in the end I'd be right, because the left kind of hates the president, I don't know if anybody has noticed recently, but they do not like him at all. So, it was definitely, definitely better for him to just actually sit down and take a loss but it still's not great for me. It's still not great for the country. Personally, in my opinion. But you know, I could be wrong. You could be wrong. We could all be wrong, and we're all just, you know, a bunch of idiots here. So, but I'm gonna. De- I'm gonna. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna read a timeline from the news, and I'm gonna sh- tell you how accurate that was. Because personally, what I was seeing on Twitter and what I was seeing everywhere, like on Snapchat, like it just, it just wasn't really. It really wasn't the truth. So, that's definitely what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to go over a timeline. I'm going to tell you my timeline as well. Alright, so I pulled up a timeline from the New York Times. It's um I'll link it in the uh, description, but it's how a presidential rally turned into a capital rampage. Um, it's pretty accurate. I mean, already, but... It starts at about, it says, 1150 a.m. east side of the Capitol. At the same time, near the White House, Donald Trump Jr. films the president in his inner circle backstage for his father's speech. In a video uploaded to his Facebook page, they're listening to the song Gloria and marveling at the size of the crowd. Yeah. So, at this point, President Trump was getting ready to speak, and I was around the Washington Monument, which was crowded. I don't know if you've seen pictures. I'll probably post them on the Instagram but it was pretty, pretty crowded. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was nuts. But 1215 to 1250, the Capitol grow, crowds grow. About 15 minutes into a speech, Mr. Trump tells rally attendees to walk to the Capitol. You have to show strength, he says. At this moment, the Capitol grounds are protected by temporary perimeter fences and a few officers equipped to defend them. So, yeah, that he did say that he was going to walk to the Capitol. He did say that he was going to go there and do, and, you know, stop the steal and do all that stuff. So at this point, personally, I had heard this and I had wanted to get a front row seat. So what I did was I walked from I part of the Washington Monument down the National Mall to the Capitol. And a lot of people had done that as well. So I got really, 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 really close to the, to the action, to the wall. So at 1229, as they arrive, another crowd of Trump supporters that has already gathered along the West perimeter has becomes more agitated. Yes. So I had shown up there. I had already seen the people were upset. I mean, they were voting in the inside and It was just like pandemonium outside, at least before the first person even jumped. I mean, I'm looking at a video right now from the New York Times at 1249 p.m. This is literally exactly where I was. I think I was probably behind this person, like walking to this wall, but there's a man in a white hoodie standing on the wall. That's That's literally exactly where I was standing, and that's where I sat this whole time and watched everything go down, so... Around this time, a pipe bomb is reported at the Republican National Committee building, just a block away from the Capitol, not long after another device is discovered nearby, the Democrat National Convention headquarters. So I hadn't know i I did not know this until I had left. so i I had no idea there was a pipe bomb. I mean, it was really hard to tell because, as you'll see in a minute, there was definitely something more interesting to to catch my eye. So definitely, Definitely pretty scary. I I mean, if I I had known that, I would have gotten out of that city immediately. But I, I mean, I didn't. And thank God nobody was hurt. Thank God I wasn't hurt. But at 1253 to 103 is when the first barriers were breached. Now, this is important because the president had just finished speaking or he had he was still speaking at this point because he said he was going to walk down to the Capitol after with us. And you know, stop the steal and do all that. Like, you, that's why I went down there to get a front row seat and see if I can catch a glimpse of the guy. So he's still speaking. And here it says, about 20 minutes before Trump's speech ends, some people in the Capitol crowd harass officers posted at the barricades and start to get physical. Others follow suit until they violently overwhelm the police and breach the building's outer perimeter. So, yes, that's at 12.53 um, the video was captured by Elijah Schaefer. He's actually one of the guys that was on the ground. He's from The Blaze. He's actually really cool. I listen to him a lot. His show slightly offensive. Definitely one of the top podcasts I would highly recommend. But this is, this is where the crowd was. I mean, it says that they quickly break through additional barricades. I mean, yes, this was to my left. I watched... Them basically pushed this gate over and just like basically started punching officers in the face. Like th- this was insane. I had never, ever seen anything like this. Now, right where I was was basically like I was straight on from the Capitol at that wall, like I had said before. And at this point, I had watched a man to my right. jump the fence. An officer told him to get back. And, the, and one officer went in to grab the man. And then three came, three officers, I believe it was, came to come stop him. And that's when more people over where I I was jumped the fence. And now the officers had been quickly overwhelmed. So they had to retreat. They literally, I had never seen this, but they had to run. They had to sprint for their lives back to the Capitol because they were overwhelmed. I mean, it's crazy. It is just so insane to i was there i thought he saw it with my own two eyes like it's nuts it's absolutely nuts so um 1258 the west side of the capital this was the side that i was not on this was actually was this side the side i was on i no i that yeah i was on the west side the east side is where A lot of stuff happened, like a lot of a lot of bad stuff happened. But yeah, 1258 West Side of the Capitol. At this time, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, who is disgusting, but that's for another time, proceeds to certify the electoral college vote at a joint session of Congress alongside Vice President Mike Pence. Outside the crowd chants whose house, our house. I actually did hear that. They were also screaming fight for Trump, fight for Trump. Um, There was also a man running along the grass trying to get more people to join, saying, this is our house, we have to take it, this is something we will tell our children about. Now, a lot of us definitely felt that it was wrong. We did sit back, we had to watch, we couldn't do that, that was everything we stood for, that was the complete opposite. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a conservative, I stand for law and order, I, I support the police, I do all that. And just to see them have no regard, not be able to accept the result of an election, whether it's fair or not. Sometimes you got to realize you win some, you lose some. And this was definitely one that we lost. We had to just take it. I mean, say what you will about Trump, he fought till the end. But I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I definitely didn't feel right about doing it, and a lot of people did too. There were metal barricades that some other people, Trump supporters, were trying to knock down. And a few of us actually tried to put them back up and say, stop, this is not right. You're making us look bad. Do you do you want to... Like, you basically devalue us in the world by doing this. You You look like children. You look like children. And it's just unacceptable to me. And it should be unacceptable to everybody. No matter what side you're on, left, right, center, up, down, whatever. It's unacceptable. It's just completely unacceptable. So... Now we're at 1.12 p.m. to 2 o'clock p.m. Trump's call to action. Trump, again, calls for a march to the Capitol. The mob continues to clash with police. Ted Cruz objectifies the certification. As Mr. Trump's speech comes to an end, he calls on his supporters to walk down to Pennsylvania Avenue toward the Capitol. Rioters there continue to violently clash with officers, including reinforcements from the local police departments who have arrived on the scene. Both sides spray chemical agents. Yes, so the west side of the the Capitol... At this point, I had seen, in this video, these police officers in the um, the reflective gear, they had walked up from one of the side streets. Now, if you're going down the National Mall, the left side is where everybody was walking down. These police officers walked from the right side, so they had to avoid all of the protesters. And they kind of had a hard time getting in because... They were creating a crowd and in this video right now is you'll see the gay for the gays for Trump flag, which a lot you don't see a lot everywhere because you'd think that it was just a bunch of angry straight white men who couldn't accept an election but I think it's funny that somebody like um like these little journalists who actually go in there and they report what they see they don't report a narrative left right and center you can you can see that this is more diverse than you'd think i'm I'm already seeing two Gay pride flags. I, I saw like four blacks for Trump flags there. It was crazy. But anyway, inside the Capitol, members of Congress seem unaware of the extent of the violence outside the House and Senate have moved to their separate chambers to debate certifying the vote. Senator Ted Cruz, Republican of Texas, argues that the Senate should not certify Arizona's electoral votes. A minute later, Chief Steven Sund of the Capitol Police makes the request for immediate assistance from the D.C. National Guard. Outside, rioters tear through scaffolding in front of the Capitol's northwest steps and make their way closer to the building. So yes, this was definitely a crazy time from when they first broke through to when they climbed the observation tower and when they had just before, just before they started climbing the steps. I had never, ever, ever seen so many people. I could see the police clashing from the street. It was nuts. I could see them struggling and struggling and struggling just from the streets. It was it was completely insane, and I hope I never see anything like that again. Around 2 p.m., assault on the east side. Um, On the east side of the Capitol, where the police presence is much smaller, another mob is about to reach the doors of the building. So, yes, I hadn't really thought about them going to the other side because I didn't know which side was, like, the real entrance. So... And this was the closest side to me, and this is where everything kicked off. So I didn't know this until I had to go onto the other side because I just felt unsafe. Like I felt, I genuinely had a fear for my life at some points, um, and the tear gas and all that I just couldn't handle. So I had to leave, and but yeah, I, I didn't know that was until probably an hour later. The east side of the capital is definitely where they. Had the most luck, I think, and I I think the lack of police presence was because the president was still speaking. They didn't have enough time to get because obviously he was going to walk over there. Like they had planned for this in like advance that he was going to walk to the Capitol and he was going to bring his security team with him. So the Capitol police really kind of were a little understaffed and didn't have enough firepower and backup to successfully push this crowd out and it's it's just it's just insane to me that they they made this this look this easy because it really was it really was that easy because they didn't have any backup a youtube live stream captures the exact moment and a massive crowd also breaches a separate larger barrier on the east side this is just the physical barrier protecting that side of the Capitol um two ten p.m mob reaches the doors on the west side so yes this this was definitely definitely not fun to watch um i had seen police officers run for their lives i had it was it, it was sad i mean they climb the stairs where they do the inauguration and I had seen somebody drape a Trump 2020 flag over the railing, and that's that's when I realized that this is, this is wrong. It, it, no matter what side you're on, you have to realize this is wrong. If Black Lives Matter had done that or Antifa had done that, I would be saying the same thing. Because you cannot attack the nation's capital. You cannot. It's insurrection. You cannot do this. You're attacking everything that America stands for. You may not agree with it, but... It doesn't give you the right to go in there and say, I'm going to do this. It's over. I'm going to steal the election. Like, what did they think they were going to do? Run into the Senate and rip up the piece of paper that says Joe Biden was going to be elected president? No, they knew that wasn't going to happen. At least I hope so. They just wanted to create a scene, create a problem. And it's just wrong. It is completely wrong. Political violence is just so stupid. I never ever understood it. I mean there's no there's no greater way to voice yourself than to vote. We are in the freest country in the world and to try and do this just is un-American. It's so so un-American. But anyway, enough ranting for that. 210 in the Senate chamber um they're talking, they I guess they still don't have any idea that's that everything's going on but 211 to 216 the rioters get into the building um (laughs) i didn't i didn't see this i had personally started going around to the other side um here's a video from 214 inside the Capitol. the officer leads the rioters one way and backup arrives while the police officer inside are trying to lock the doors the this guy is literally like this police officer is like scared for his life you can see it in his eyes like he's He's freaking out running away from this man because they look dangerous. Like these guys look like they want to do something. And it's just it's just sad that these people claim to support the police and now they're chasing a man up the stairs when he doesn't even know if he's gonna to get to go home and see his family tonight. It's a shame. It's such a shame. So hold outside of the Senate chamber. This is funny because these pictures are these pictures hold a special place in my heart because there if you've seen the pictures of these riders, you've definitely seen the guy that is dressed up like a hey, um, like a barbarian. I had met this man. I had met this man around ten o'clock in the morning when I had got there. He was doing a the Braveheart speech where it was like, you know, they will never take our freedom. Like, you know, he was doing that. I thought that was really funny. Now keep in mind, I was there, I had a sign. It said, Tobey Maguire is the best Spider Man, but I was still in my MAGA hat, my Reagan hoodie, and I was walking around with that. Now, somebody had got a picture of me with my sign next to him. I hope somebody has that out there because I would genuinely pay money to have that. I wish. That was definitely um, one of the highlights of my day when I found out that he had actually, like, he's he was one of the most famous ones. People were creating memes about him, and I had met him, and I had a picture with him. I, I didn't know that at the time, but anyway. After the breach, thousands reach the Capitol. More than five minutes after the first rioters break into the building, the house also goes into recess. Now, the police are clashing with the mob inside the building as some members of Congress are able to evacuate. Others are trapped inside while rioters pound on the doors. Yes. So I had walked around to the opposite side, and I had seen that that's where they got in. I mean, like, that's that's where I realized that, oh, my God, they're inside. Oh, my God, they're, like, really doing this. On my side, I couldn't really tell. All I had seen was the Trump flag draped draped over the um the railing. I didn't know. I mean, I've never been to the Capitol. I don't know the layout. I don't know if there's just doors that lead to nowhere or what. So I definitely went to the other side. I definitely saw that they had broken in, and that's when I realized, oh, my God, this is insane. This is nuts. And... That's what definitely when I started to um realize maybe I should get out of here maybe I should um I think that's where this article ends yeah that's where this article ends um that's New York Times I mean that's pretty that's pretty on point I'm glad that they used Elijah Schaefer and his content because he's definitely I watched his um I watched his videos he definitely got one of the best views I've ever seen of this like he. He's really good. He definitely deserves all the credit he gets. I know that a lot of people were trying to get him arrested because he was inside. He was inside the room. I don't think that guy's not going to take anything. No, I don't know. Anyway, that's my Elijah Schaefer rant. But at this point, I had realized that I need to leave. So from the east side, I guess. Yes, the east side, I had started walking back towards the west side. I had walked around the south side. I went from the east to the south to the west. That's how I had to get out of there. And that was one of the most crowded areas that I'd ever been in. And I definitely had to do a lot of walking back and forth because police officers were pushing us one way and then they weren't coordinated enough. So it was just like a detour into a detour into a detour into a detour into another detour. So yeah uh it was it was it was hectic and i had been walking away and i was about two blocks away at this point going back to my car and that's when i tasted it i have been through army basic training i know what it's like to get gassed and like it's just something that you know instantly you can't get confused you don't confuse it for something else you may not think you just have a cough or anything you know exactly what it is it attacks your eyes nose and throat at the same exact time. And that's exactly what it did. I was two blocks away and I got tear gassed. It's insane. Like I was coughing. I started running, ran a, like I probably ran three blocks just straight, not even towards my car. I had ended up at a McDonald's, (laughs) which is funny enough. And that's where things really kicked off for me with the people, because I had definitely gotten in some arguments with people. Like, there was this family. They had, um, I guess, like, those Trump baseball-looking jerseys on, where it said 45 and Trump on the back. And they were, like, you know, what the media portrays is, you know, Trump supporters. Like, they were just Southerners, and they were talking like this, and they were talking about Antifa. And I was walking with them to try to get away, and they started yelling at the police officers on the street. And they were like, screw you. You wouldn't do this for Antifa. They were saying a lot worse things, though. I don't want to repeat. But, you know, they were saying, basically, we're going to come back with our gas masks and, and you'll really see. You know, you'll really, you'll really regret doing this. And then every time I did that, I always took the time. I said, officer, I know it's hard. Good luck today. Like, thank you. And I just couldn't see them get harassed like that. I mean, like. That's probably one of the hardest jobs any police officer is like forced with is dealing with a protest, and especially a protest like this where they're attacking the nation's capital that's insane and like hats off hats off to them that more people weren't hurt because that if you were there with your own two eyes you you would never see anything else like this and personally, I think i'm I have like emotional stress from this a little bit, I don't know, I've had a really hard time sleeping since that day, but anyway, I had ended up at McDonald's, and that's when I started arguing with these people that I've been walking with, and I said, you know, you can't come back with your gas mask, like, you can't do that, It's, it's literally everything we stand against, and they were like, well, they stole this election, so we have to take the house back, we have to take our country back. And I'm like, no, that's the wrong thing. That's what the left did in twenty sixteen. Now, I they didn't attack the Capitol and try to overturn the election, but there was still a you know, a distrust of the government after Donald Trump had won. They wanted to abolish the Electoral College, they wanted to do all that stuff to try and make sure that something like Donald Trump never happens again. So I told her that and I said, you know, you're basically just becoming what the left was you un, you have to understand that he cannot come back from this he cannot win and this lady just basically didn't want to hear it and i told her that she's part of the problem and then she said to me that if you really cared about your country you'd be out here and i said well ma'am I'm in the national guard in new jersey i mean i know that's not like serving overseas like our brave men and women do all the time but you know i still care enough like it's my job and i really don't want to come down here and clean up a mess like i might have to in a few days anyway who knows but yeah i mean it was just it was just it was just pandemonium i don't even know i really don't even know how to say exactly what happened but the timeline from the new york times is pretty accurate i'd say the main thing that I want to like put out there that not a lot of people probably understand is that I don't think this guy should be impeached over this. Like, he, like yeah, he said that we're going to go to the Capitol, we're going to fight, we're going to take back the election, but obviously he wasn't implying doing this. He was not implying storming the Capitol and doing this. The guy may not be a great person, but he's not an idiot. To be president, you kind of have to be a little bit smart, and I don't think he was... Stupid enough to say, let's go break into the Capitol and overturn this election. I don't think he was that stupid, but the main thing is that, yeah, he probably should be in, impeached for this, just because like they started when he was still speaking. They started storming the Capitol when the president was still speaking. Now, if you watch the news and you look on Twitter, you get the impression that Donald Trump finished his tweet with everybody. This is an order. You're going to run over there and you're going to break down the doors and you're going to get that piece of paper and then write my name on it. And then I'm going to be president forever. You know, this will be reorganized in the first Trumpian empire or whatever. Like some like Emperor Palpatine in Star Wars. That's that's literally like if you look on Twitter and if you look on these white girl Instagram stories, you would think that Donald Trump is Emperor Palpatine. You would think that. And you just have to understand that it's not true I mean yeah the guy's kind of a sleaze ball like he's not a he's probably not a person that I'd associate myself with the guy had good ideas but it's time we move on it's time the nation moves on and I'm okay with it I am and I think as conservatives you should be too and if not good for you I mean your guy won like that's that's cool like if you believe something and you're passionate about it good for you but Anyway. Yeah, I mean he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't telling everyone to just run over there and 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 break into the capital. That's just wrong. And that's one of the biggest problems I had. That's honestly why that's why my first episode is this. Because that's wrong. He was not ordering everyone to run over there and do it. And I don't think he should be impeached for it. Anyway, That was really my account of this. It was, it's pretty nuts. I mean, I probably don't remember every single detail because I don't think anybody would in that situation. I mean, it felt like a war zone. It really did. And I have never feared for my life more than being there with a bunch of idiots because they can't accept a loss. Now i don't want joe biden to be president but he is and i'm not going to go overthrow the government because he is i am not a child and a lot of conservatives aren't i know that if you look at the media everybody who is there is portrayed as nazis who just want to kill every black person on the earth well we're not a lot of us sat by and realized that this was wrong a lot of us tried to stop people from doing this a lot of us basically were saying are you trying to ruin us? Are you trying to make us never be able to come back from this? And it's just, if you look at the news, you would think that that wasn't the case. But I'm proud of, I'm i am proud of who I voted for. I'm proud of Donald Trump's presidency. I'm proud of all of that. And I'm also proud that, you know, we just elected a, a, a female vice president for the first time, even though she may be about as brain dead as a goldfish. I'm still proud of that because it's America and we're the most free nation in the world. Nobody's like us. We're the best ever. I mean, we can come back. We can win a victory in 2024, hopefully. Hopefully somebody like Mike Pence or Dan Crenshaw decides to run. Maybe then everyone will realize that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris probably aren't the best options for the country. And they'll swing back conservative. I hope so. I mean, I definitely, definitely hope so. So that's my account of the Capitol. Um, I know this is, it's pretty long, but I'm, I'm definitely passionate about it. It's definitely something that probably scarred me for a little bit and it's probably going to scar me for a while. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. So on to the next thing. All right. So I'm going to start off with a little bit about me. I mean, I definitely want to introduce myself to whoever's listening. I mean, if you know me already, then you may know some of these things. You may not, I don't know, but, um, I'm 20 years old right now. Um, I was born in 2000, Um, I started this because I love movies, I love TV, I love sports, I love all of that, but I'm going to college for film, radio, and television, and I want to just, you know, mess around, and this is my little passion project, and I'm really happy about doing this, I can't wait, I'm going to definitely stay consistent on this, record multiple episodes a a month, hopefully, push them out as quick as possible, as good as possible, too, Um, yeah, that's really, that's really why I started this, but. Um, another reason is I had a recent big change in my life. I, um, I went through, (laughs) I went through a breakup, uh, didn't handle it well. I mean, I did, but I don't know. Having bronchitis for two weeks after, uh, a breakup and having a quarantine alone in your room by yourself with your thoughts probably isn't a good idea, but it happened. So, (laughs) uh, I decided Why not start a podcast? My best friend and I, we we looked for parts for a PC. He helped me a lot because I really don't know anything about computers. Like, I feel like an idiot. I feel like a boomer when I'm trying to assemble computers, trying to look at all that, trying to understand it. But, yeah, he helped me a lot through that. So, I ordered the equipment for myself. I got a, a Yeti microphone or something like that. I have cheap, like, headphones, and I have a cheap mouse cheap keyboard because i really don't need all of that fancy light up stuff i don't to do this and i'm a cheap guy anyway because you know working at an animal shelter doesn't make you a millionaire every week but yeah um <laughs> that's that's the crux of why i'm here why you're listening to me hopefully right now hopefully not everyone turned off immediately once they realize that you know i kind of voted for trump anyway um I definitely am looking forward to doing this. The stuff I want to touch on is, like, not like this all the time. Not, like, capital talking. Here's here's what's wrong with Joe Biden's presidency. I'm not going to do that a lot. Only unless something like this happens again. Then that's when I'll talk about this for an episode or two. But mainly stuff I want to do is I I want to talk about, like, movies and TV shows that are coming out. And, like, sports every once in a while, you know? Because I love sports, but I love... Movies and TV shows just a little more. So that's probably going to be the main focus of this. But I'm going to have some guests on, hopefully. There's this one guest I really want to talk to, see if he wants to come on here and talk about stuff. Because I really find him interesting. And I really hope he wants to come on here and talk about his passion. Because I think you guys will also, also find him interesting. But honestly, here I'm going to do a little rundown. My favorite movie of all time is Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. My favorite TV show of all time is The Flash, the first three seasons at least. And my favorite sports teams are the Cleveland Browns, the Philadelphia Phillies, the Flyers, and the Nuggets. Soccer doesn't count. Sorry, but it's lame. Anyway, but that's really what's going to be going on here. And right now, I'm going to give you some good shows to watch this week, or at least what I've been watching. All right, so here's what I've been watching lately. I don't know why, but I have fallen in love with the Netflix show The Crown. It's about like Queen Elizabeth and all them. Oh my God. It, I, I love this show and I don't know why. Like, it's so not in my wheelhouse. It's, it's just like a basically a high budget soap opera, but I love it. It's just so good and it really paints the royal family in ways that I didn't know that they were painted. Like, for instance, Prince Charles is kind of like a, a douchebag, and I didn't know that. I just knew he's really old and has big floppy ears, but you really find out a lot about that, and it just puts a lot of stuff in a context for me anyway. But sports game of the week for me is the Browns v. Chiefs. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Now my dad's girlfriend who lives here, she's a Chiefs fan. I'm a diehard Browns fan. It's going to be fun to watch the Browns get their butts kicked probably and I'm okay with that hopefully um a new show that I just came across on Apple TV because I just got a new phone and they gave me a 1 year subscription to Apple TV plus or Apple TV whatever they're they're calling their streaming service it's called Ted Lasso this show is phenomenal I love this show with all my heart Ted Lasso is one of the most charismatic characters I've seen in a while um it's basically for all you sports movies out there, sports movie fans, um, it's basically Major League, but with English soccer, so football they call it over there. It's a it's a guy who um, coaches American college football. He gets hired to coach a soccer team in England that is failing because the owner went through a bitter divorce and wants to ruin the team, so she's trying to sink it by hiring this guy. And Ted Lasso... Kind of is just such a nice little goofball, and he really brings the show around. I mean it's named after him after all, so it's definitely um it's definitely really charismatic. I would highly recommend watching it if you have apple t v plus I don't know how many episodes I'm in, but it's de- like it has not dipped in quality once for me yet, but I'm also doing two rewatches of cartoons I watched as a kid just because nostalgia because I'm a big fan of nostalgia. I'm watching Spider-Man from the '90s, and I'm watching the the (laughs) Batman Beyond. Like those two cartoons couldn't be any more different. Like Spider-Man from the '90s is so cheap. Peter Parker is wearing like a tucked-in polo all the time, and he looks like a big dork. And Batman Beyond kind of like is that cool, edgy, like 2000s punk rock, like Batman, which I loved as a kid. And I'm just doing a little rewatch, especially because I got HBO Max. And I have Disney Plus, so I can watch both of those. So that's really it for my list this week. But next week, definitely, I'm going to talk about my new list. All right, so next week is going to be my list of essential movies, like my top 10 essential, top however many. But definitely something that's probably going to be a little bit longer of an episode. I'm definitely going to try and touch on everything that I like, everything that I find essential. If you like movies. If you don't, then I would highly recommend Watching these movies, so tune in next week. Um, that's the show. That's the first episode. So thank you to everyone for tuning in. If you're still here, I hope you still are. Thank you. Um, obviously this show is going to up in quality as I'm still figuring out what I'm doing here, and it's only going to get better. And I'm so excited to do this. So thank you to everyone. Um, thank you to Dante for helping me build my computer. Thank you to Ian, my brother, for helping do some little music that I'm going to try and work into this somehow once I figure out how. And thanks for everyone for listening. I've been Ryan. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at exactly similar, one word. And that's really it for the socials until I really start getting around to making the socials for the podcast. So that's really it. So, one more time, thank you, everyone. And tune in next week where I'm going to give you my list of essential movies. So, yeah, that's it.